0: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy and Paul. And today we're going to be covering episode five of the new Disney Plus original series, Moon Knight. This episode was entitled Asylum, and it was a big one. And we got some clarity on questions we've been asking since episode one. But I still find myself questioning the nature of our reality here. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, because before we continue, it brings me great pleasure to welcome Zach, the comic book guy, back to Town TV. Um, and Zach, you yourself admitted right before we started recording that you don't have a whole depth of knowledge to pull from from the comic books about Moon Knight. And I feel like everybody's kind of in that same boat. So I kind of want to just give you the floor to generally talk about the character, the series, what you know, what you think.
1: what What do you got? Well, well, I don't, and thanks for that intro, Brian. But I mean, compared of to course. the other, you know, non-binge town fraud podcasts out there, I can run circles around them with my technology. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll drop a little heat on you here. Um, no, so I mean, I, you know, I, I have definitely been enjoying the series. I do, uh, you know, have some musings. I think on kind of the nature of like the, the six episode, you know, manifest that Disney Plus is kind of. Uh, back themselves into that. I'm not sure entirely works, but a lot of that will kind of come down to how the the series ends. So, you know, I, I do have some some qualms with Moon Knight as a whole, but like the highs are, are really high, and uh, yeah, I've just really enjoyed it a lot so far. You know, Oscar Isaac um, definitely. Uh, redeeming uh, his Star Wars crash and burn from Disney. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually Big Z, we have you on here to give us full knowledge. You know, we had you on for almost every single co- uh, comic book DC or Disney Plus show, right? I mean, have we had what what we yeah, had starting Wandavision, right? I didn't do, do did everyone. The do only one for Hulk guy. Yeah, the only one we didn't do, do was did What If there. and Hawkeye, We actually didn't cover fully. We yeah. jumped on uh, another pod to do a guest spot. And um, we didn't cover it fully for for the pod here, but yeah. So we've always had you come on, give us all that extra information. I I know you've listened to the pod. You've heard you've heard us give you the 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 props every episode, almost saying we'll talk to Zach the <laughs> comic guy. So we've been waiting for you. We're happy you're here, man. Yeah. I, I let's 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 start here. I just want to start here, and you tell me uh, how do you feel about Moon Knight as a character for the MCU now? The changes they made. When it comes to the supernatural side of things, the DID it's it's you know not as far away as as we think, but you know that's up for interpretation.
1: But yeah, hit me up with all that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of um, there's just like the inherent um, you know coolness or interest of of the character, which has definitely uh, waxed and waned in the comics over the last forty years. You know, much more emphasis on Wayne, like he's had some really cool runs, but you look at them and they're. Typically, you know, less than 20 issues and then there's like, you know, five years between them. Right. So they end up being these kind of like maxi series where, you know, even Brian Michael Bendis, who was a you know big Marvel scribe in the early alts, had a Moon Knight run that only ran 12 issues and then just kind of ended. So, you know, uh, in Marvel comic you know fandom, I'm, I'm sure like any character, there's a, a huge Moon Knight contingent, but he's typically the kind of guy who would hop in for a guest appearance or like you kind of see him pound around in like a, a Moon Knight story or, you know, there was that brief stint of the Ed Brubaker Secret Avengers where he was on the team with uh, with Captain America. But, you know, for the most part, um, Moon Knight is just kind of like a, a cool visual, you know, analog, like inversion of Batman that Marvel had. Yeah. yeah. And and writers have, you know, constantly toyed with the idea of, is it DID? Is it Kanchu? Are the two related? And uh, you know, the continuity of which is is the truth kind of hmm. changes depending upon who's writing the series, right? So right. I think it's appropriate that the series has kind of tried to uh, you know, dance in, in both those worlds and and sort of not, you know, make that kind of the focal point of of uh what the series is about. But you're hmm. definitely asking the same questions. So I think uh, you know, going with the The tone being all over the place, uh, you know, is definitely a choice. And I think for a character uh, as, you know, troubled as Moon Knight, it it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like Tomb Raider in one episode, you know, know, Indiana Jones stuff. And then you're doing, you know, psychological thriller horror stuff like, you know, Disney's confident in that they can pull it off. The pacing is like pretty herky-jerky so far. But I think episodes uh, four and five, in my opinion, have been you know, far and away, the the best two episodes of the series so far. I was gonna
0: say you were bringing up an installment of Moon Knight uh, in the last episode. I was gonna ask if you had one, or I was gonna ask Zach if he had was familiar with that installment. But I kind of forget specifically the, the Lee Meyer run. Yes, so that was the question. Have you yeah. ever read that Lee Meyer run? And do you think yeah. that's kind of what they're playing off of for the this series?
1: Yeah, Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood. Oh, Lemire. Run, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, There's also some stuff. Uh, there was like a quick run called Venues of the Moon Knight by uh, Greg Hurwitz and Jerome Pena, where they had like hit Bushman come back. And you know, there was a brief uh, reference to Bushman in this episode. Yeah. A pretty terrible villain. But yeah, I would say uh, other than the Warren Ellis stuff that came out in the early 2010s and then Warren Ellis kind of got me too. So he got... Exit Stage Left, uh, the Jeff right. Lemire run and the Greg Smallwood run with a big emphasis on conchu and the relationship between uh, Mark and Steven and, you know, taking Mr. Knight from more than just like a cool uh, visual element and actually making him part of the story. Yeah, th- those are pretty heavy elements Are picking up on here. I have read that run and I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Okay, now before we go any further, I I know we don't want to like get too much into giving a full season recap here because we do have a lot to talk about. But my question for you before we get into the full episode is that you texted me after episode four saying you didn't really, you weren't really too into it in episode one through three, and four brought you back. So what was the problems for you for episodes one through three?
1: No, I think I think episode, I think the pilot's fantastic. Like the uh, you know. Uh, Mark Spector uh, is, you know, who I think of with Moon Knight. So the decision to, uh, you know, start with Stephen as the focal point kind of threw me. I really hadn't done too much, um, you know, reading into any plot synopses and, and you know, again, like the the Stephen Grant character in the comic books is kind of like the the Bruce Wayne equivalent. Right. So making him uh, a gift shop attendee uh, kind of threw me. But I, I found myself really enjoying it. And then episodes two and th- two and three had really great moments, but you know like, like a lot of middle of the season marvel stories they're really hampered by having to jump through a lot of plot mechanic hoops really quickly to kind of get to the good stuff mm-hmm. i thought three like the, just that entire you know fight scene where you're just trying to get like the random sarcophagus because they need another MacGuffin that's not the, the scarab to ultimately get to the, the place like you know it, it wasn't bad by any means but this yeah. is just like okay, this is by the numbers stuff and then thankfully you know that was just kind of a, a means to an end of getting to The tomb, which I loved, and then Asylum, which I really loved. Right, right, right.
2: Okay, all right, all right. Now, obviously, this episode starts, and we get some answers, but like Brian said, the answers aren't great in in a way because just like the Lemire run, not Lemire, apparently. You know, it's all (laughs) for interpretation. It's ambiguous on purpose. Zach, let me hear what you thought after the end of episode four. You know, we had me saying shutter island slash kind of a blend and really shutter island was my um devil's advocate and i was trying to do it but i do believe it was a blend that was my take and then we had brian and paul who their take was more of it's amit or harrow messing with him now the answer if it's even the answer is that we were both wrong and it's he's dead
1: Although you did kind of second guess yourself by saying, oh, he picked up the action figure though. So he uh, yeah. could not entirely buy into your own theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, easy for me to say now that I've watched episode five, my initial thought was that he's dead. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to try to do a thing where they call into question whether any of this has ever happened. But uh, you know, if it was a 10 episode series, I, I might've been more apt to believe that as a six episode series, that the thought crossed my mind. And I said, No, there's got to be more going on here.
2: So you think you're better than us, dude? Yeah, pretty
1: much. (laughs) I
3: was actually thinking that, which, hey, guys, by the way, I think this is my first time talking about 10 minutes. Hey, Paul. Hey, what's (laughs) up, guys? Um, Hey, I was, like, thinking back. I was like, how did we not think about that? He might actually be dead. I mean, after everything that we saw through episodes one through four, like him getting shot or so so we heard of him getting shot and being brought back, like, why didn't we actually think about, hey, he might actually might be dying like he could be dead right now. It was. Oh,
2: well, let me interject on you here, because we did kind of say he might be dying. OK, and I when I was talking about your stuff with Hara, when you both were saying that, I said, well, what about he got shot in the chest? I honestly think and this is going to be a hot take. Like, I, I think that him getting shot and this being like his near death experience or being brought back or whatever it is, is in my opinion, like a cliche, like I I wasn't really for it, to be honest. Like we already had a scenario where Kanchu brought him back to life. Now we're having another scenario where Mark is getting shot and he's dead and now he's going to get brought back to life again. I get it. You know, it's going to be a thing where, you know, let's, let's hurry up and get Moon Knight or Kanchu back and it's going to heal him before he's fully dead or whatever the deal is. But I just kind of thought it was a cliche and I thought it was like almost too obvious that that was the answer. And I thought maybe, Maybe it's again, we're saying hindsight here, but I honestly think as the three of us collectively just didn't bring it up because we were thinking it was going to be more complex than, oh, he's he's dead or going to be dead. And this is his vision.
0: Well, where I disconnect from the theory that he's dead, which I don't even think that's confirmed, confirmed, 100 percent confirmed, is that. Every scene where he's in the psych ward with Dr. Harrow, that seems to contradict it. Like I feel like the entire events of Egypt up until his death cannot 100% be true, while the scenes where he's in the psych ward with Harrow are true. Or reality, rather.
1: I think they kind of pulled a double fake out there. Maybe, yeah. maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong, but that was my read on it. Well, okay. I, yeah what I
2: took it like three we're we're watching like three realities almost. Right. You yeah. know, you're watching the reality where he's dead, you're watching the reality where he's figuring it out, where he's going through the memories mm-hmm. and then the whole the whole one where he's talking to Harrow is a whole separate n- another reality right. to him.
1: Like so- he clearly, you know, that's like that's his that's his subconscious while he's dead. Like clearly right. he can access that space, you know, in trying to create the separate personas. Now it's essentially, it's kind of a plot device for them to come to the understanding of, you know, uh, reckoning with how they were created. But it's also happening as they kind of face these things that they're seeing in the psych ward level, which is Duat. Right. The
0: way that I've kind of
1: Taken it is that
0: it it is still the ball is still in the viewer's court to decide whether they think the Dr. Harrow scenes are the real reality or the Tawarit scenes on the boat are the real reality and he is actually dead pursuing the afterlife or if this is validating the Dr. Harrow scenes as reality and the other two are complete nonsense and his subconscious is putting up walls to protect himself from so you're back cetera, on the gym
2: train, dude. You're back on that Shutter island. Train, I am, dude. actually. <laughs> it, t- it took <laughs> yeah.
0: me the second well, watch through of episode five. And I'm like, Jimmy might have been like, listen, just so
1: right. <laughs> I don't think they shut the door. I, t- I totally yeah. agree with you. I don't think they yeah. shut the door on that theory. That just wasn't my I, takeaway. That I was be, a little
0: I bit interested wrong. because when the three of you started talking, you all kind of fell into, oh, yes, we're in agreement. We th- we're we're skewing with he's actually dead. I was kind of the opposite. I was in the boat where he might be alive and physically well in a real Dr. Harrow's office. I'm not sure why his subconscious would then project a Dr. Harrow. Okay, so... Because that would be another character on top of evil Arthur Harrow that his subconscious placed this Harrow character in. Unless evil Arthur Harrow is real <laughs> exactly yes. i think i'm just trying to keep throwing wrenches because i i like that it's ambiguous and both it, can still be true it
3: is because you know Sorry. it doesn't always make sense like it, the the whole things with what's her name tower what uh well, kind of to yeah yeah it's like okay so everything in that storyline doesn't make complete sense because like to me not to jump too far ahead but like how are the scales even when there's this whole third personality that he hasn't even like you know, went in and discovered like he's still. You don't
2: freaking th- know there's a third personality, dude. Even that's though we it. met him. We and definitely that's met him why in why this I episode. Think
0: it supports what I'm saying because his subconscious could just metaphorically close the door on the Steven arc without even having opened the door on dealing with his Jake bad baggage, the third right. personality, which I think is going to be what we deal with in season two. Allegedly.
3: Allegedly. Jake. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't, know, we don't know.
0: Allegedly, it. but it is.
1: Question: Has season two been been greenlit? No,
3: no, No. and that is another huge thing because I was reading an article and I can't remember the name, so please forgive me. But the article was saying that the weird thing about Moon Knight is it is submitting the show Moon Knight, this series, as to the Oscars as a one-time limited series. Emmys, right? Isn't that Emmys? Emmys. I'm sorry, not the Oscars. So. Um, that means that they can't have a season two or they can't have like the at same... least it can't be announced, right? Yeah, Until... or, or it can't be the same plot. I don't even think it can not be like it can't have a sequel to it. So, mm-hmm. because it's being put into the limited series category, does that mean he's not going to have another season? Does that mean he's only going to be in the movies? Like,
1: like yeah, that's a very good question. If you, if you like chart out the typical narrative arc like in a six episode series like introducing Jake in the final episode would seem like crazy but after he, the end of Loki like I, I,
2: anything's possible Jake was already introduced guys you don't <laughs> think we saw him talking to Harrow with the busted we nose you don't think him. that was Jake dude there, you oh, did kind of so. have like
1: a, a glassy look in his eyes Like it he was busted he like had yeah. yeah, the
2: busted nose he was way more violent he tried to attack him with the pyramid glass thing and then he comes back as Mark and he doesn't have and his face is fine he doesn't remember
0: being injected either also I I was reading on Reddit some people think there was a third accent peeking through he was kind of like furious and enraged but people thought it was like a kind of like a Brooklyn De Niro knockoff which sounds like a taxi driver yeah also there was a lot of taxi image uh, imagery in these scenes
1: Oh, the, the scene when he's um the scene when he's standing outside of his mother's shiva and he can't bring himself to come in—is uh-huh. that possible that that was Jake instead yeah, of Mark? I think yeah, that was yep, yep. Right yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty cool. All right, I'm I'm on board then. <laughs> yeah, and and bitch, Oscar
2: yeah. Isaac did say that we will get a confirmation of who's in the third sarcophagus or in the second sarcophagus, I guess technically yeah. in episode six. He said that? Yeah, he did say that.
3: We will find out who,
2: who was trying to get things? out. Just don't, yeah.
0: Don't talk about it. You remember yeah. when
3: you remember when Paul Bettany said some stuff remember when said Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> said some stuff about WandaVision? I'm not nah. I don't I don't like any of this uh Yeah, don't hype it up. Yeah, we yeah, it.
2: yeah, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen said a better freaking cameo than Luke Skywalker. Are You kidding me? A second vision <laughs> is better than Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian. Dude, well right, let's not right? talk about. WandaVision. Yeah. How many well, times well, have we
3: brought that up?
1: <laughs> well, one more thing on Wandavision, though. Uh, penultimate episode of Moon Knight and Wandavision kind of used that same narrative device of being led through previous memories, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm now realizing that I enjoy both of those episodes a lot. So maybe it's yeah. just kind of a, a tried Take and that true formula because it works. Yeah. Let me get back
3: stories, man.
1: Yeah. What. I mean, you had said in episode one, Jim, like, yeah, you know, they're not going to work with the origin story. It's going to throw you right in. And they kind of try to do both here because yeah. this very much was the origin story, but by way of plot, not by way of just like a narrative dump. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, this was a very like. It was a very heavy, dark episode to an extent that I'm honestly kind of surprised that Marvel Studios went and it almost seems like, uh, some of the levity throughout, like while typically appreciated, like the stuff with like towerette and stuff with like you know Stephen's jokes, like that's that's the appropriate level for Marvel. But man, like especially with you know the scenes with with young Mark, it's like I almost felt that sometimes the intercutting of of that stuff, like I, it's kind of like whiplash. But like man, I'm feeling real down from these very like you know. Wow. Scenes with like not a lot of lighting, and like you know, you feel like you're watching like you know something out of like Dateline NBC, and then you're cutting right back to like here's the hippo. <laughs> you had yeah. to use uh,
3: you had to use the word whiplash, dude. After the mother's <laughs> grabbing that belt, like I was oh, yeah. freaking out. I was like, no way, this is like a Disney show right now. And I'm <laughs> and
2: with us being on, with us being on the Jake topic, you know, there's rumors, and it would make sense that. Jake's the one who becomes who is who Mark becomes when he's about to get beaten or something bad is going to happen to him. And that would make sense why he's the more wrathful and, and, you know, angry one, because Mark wouldn't let Steven see what's happening. And it seemed like Mark didn't want to look, which is fine because obviously you don't want to relive it. But at the same time, people were saying, well, well, that might just mean he didn't even see it either because he became Jake to get beat. Mm.
1: That's a very good theory.
0: Yeah. I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Jake, they've been alluding to. He is, like you said, the more wrathful, angry, just so the worst personality at,
3: at the end of episode one in the bathroom, that angry dude punching the, the jackal, not the jackal. It It is a jackal. It's a jackal. Um do you think that was mark i mean because mark was the one saying well, mark mirror, said let me take me over i think that but, was mark yeah. yeah yeah okay well you know let but me But jake
2: i'll tell you right now man <laughs> when when mark slash jake slash steven looked at the security camera he looked a little mean and that could have been jake dude. Yeah.
1: yeah um <laughs> we, thank you the fact that, like the, the the scene i think it was from episode two where like that flashback of like you know why'd you kill them? Mark's saying, I didn't kill them. I like, didn't, they like show that in the previously on in like episode four, mm-hmm. Like that clearly wasn't done as a mistake. They, they're going oh, yeah, to have that, to
2: That's that. Jake. Yeah. We, we said it on the pod. That had to have been Jake Cause they both said, what, who was that? What's going on? Did you do that? Right. Did you do that? You know, we, we were saying, is it either Jake or Consho, but Consho wouldn't have made sense. Cause the whole point of Consu is I can't take over your body. You have to do what I tell you to do.
1: Right. I uh, just going back and kind of how I, I, I was, Kind of knocking and just kind of uh, more just trying to process my thoughts on kind of the um, the like cinematography approach they took with the contrast between the scenes of these very dark, you know, child abuse, uh, you know, disassociative episodes like attempted suicide and then like the levity stuff. But like, you know, I'm still kind of grappling with how I feel about that. Largely, it affected me. So I think that was the point. But, like, especially um, with regard to, you know, following Mark's story, like, it, it kind of dawned on me that, like, you know, we were all kind of going into the story either with previous Moon Knight back, you know, knowledge. you just having read some of the press or read some of, like, the comic book synopses of, like, oh, like, Moon Knight is, quote, Mark Specter and he has these other personalities. The average viewer watching this on Disney Plus is, you know, it was a bomb think that, like, yeah, like realizing that 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 um steven's not quote unquote you know the original uh person it's a huge that's a huge bombshell that, that's really Pretty effective
2: <laughs> yeah that's actually really interesting that you say that because we've been saying on the pod this whole time that mark's mark and steven's the other identity and then there's jake and again like you said it's just because we know some background information but to a casual viewer that is a mic drop moment where yeah. steven's where Steven's going, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the real one. Yeah, that's why. And to of me, like-, like, I almost thought that was like, uh, you know, I knew it. Yeah. But I knew what they were getting at. But I was like, is that a dumb line? But it's not because it's like not. to us, it's, it's a dumb line because, because we know the answer. But no, not a lot of other people do.
3: The best part about watching with Emily is she is such a clean slate. Because love her to death, but she does not listen to these episodes, so <laughs> so she doesn't know any Very theories. Unsupportive. Yeah, she doesn't know any theories going into the next episode unless she asked me. So when they actually had that line where where Stephen has the realization and he's like exasperated, Emily was like, huh? and I was like, what? Hmm. Like you didn't? <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, like this is yeah, completely yeah. brand new to you. You were introduced to Stephen first, like not <laughs> yep. as Mark guy. So. It it is really refreshing to watch with her because she was uh, she was loving every bit of it and like the did like she has no idea what's real what's not I mean Mm -hmm. we don't either but like she's even more lost so it's uh it's interesting
1: the the fact that that landed for her is is cool because I was as I'm watching I'm like that that's a nice bit that I'm not appreciating yeah exactly analyzing it as compared that landed. And the other thing, too, like, you know, we're we're getting kind of these quick, these quick jumps in time and the uh, like, obviously, you know, you're horrified of of his mother and, you know, she's painted in this very negative light. I'm not trying to say that she's not supposed to be painted in this very negative light. Um, But, you know, his father kind of is a victim in all of this, too. Uh And, you know, I kind of thinking like how how betrayed he must have felt when he didn't even come in you know, to the, uh, to the Shiva. So it's like, Mm. I I wonder if we're going to, if part of the you know, I I know episode six is probably going to be superhero spectacle, which I love and hate. I wonder if the resolution has something to do with his father though.
3: I actually was having those, the same exact thoughts because episode five was building up, you know, everything that is wrong with him, like all, everything that's wrong with Mark that created these other characters is because of his mother. and, like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, is it only his mother? Like, does he feel remorse or does he feel guilty about abandoning his father? Like, is that another act of? So I feel like that one small scene where his father's saying, "You know, I can't lose another son." That yeah.
1: was right.
3: that was very and, impactful because. And is know,
1: his, is his father somewhat culpable too? Because like, while his mother has you know genuine um, you know angst and grief over it, and but like her, her way of coping, you know, taking it out on Mark, the father clearly you know, is aware of what's going right. on. He allowed and, it to happen. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, and it's just, and, and I think it was really, really effective. It just kind of showing you the flashes of just like how yeah. broken this, you know, ultimately innocent child's life was because of an extremely sad and unfortunate accident yeah. that caused him to, you know, disassociate and create this character who like the being so young and like, you know, knowing that your mother hates you and right. like creating a character who is so, uh, a, a personality that's so close with his mother. Because your mind can't accept that, you know, just say kind of man again, deep, deep for a Disney show. (laughs) It really is. It really is. (laughs) And
3: to go off of like the father, like he's so mad at the father. He's like one of the last lines is saying, Mm -hmm. you know, why have you not fixed it yet? You know, I'm so old, but like, what are you supposed to do as the father? Are you supposed to, you're supposed to leave, like grab your son and leave away from, and, bring him away um, from this
0: if he's getting beat with a yeah. belt yeah at the same
3: time I, yeah. like, he's abandoning his sick wife if you think about right. it like that right? And so it's like what is he supposed to do he's trying to he obviously I
1: feel like do you think he knew he got beat yeah I, you I would have to maybe assume. not to the extent but clearly like I think it did a good job of like painting all three of them as victims and ultimately yeah. like yep. his mother was the one that caused the physical you know pain which was the, the kind of irredeemable thing but like she was, you know, destroyed yeah. by painted losing them, her I Did a
0: good job painting them all as victims and guilty to an extent too. Like yeah. neither of them right. is one hundred percent a victim. Now yeah, I mean, like, this so- whole episode was just like thirty minutes of seeing the other shoe drop and being like, "That's why he's so fucked up." Oh my, <laughs> my god! <laughs> and then yeah. it kept going. going. It was just and it kept going, <laughs> but was it was like. Uh, it really, I, I think this was the most like I felt it in my chest of any Marvel anything yeah. ever. Like I really think this is evoking the, the strongest emotions in me. I mean, uh, the Avengers when Cap like it's just yeah. like assemble. I was just like, wow, this. Is,
1: that's like triumph. This is a yeah. Yeah. This is like yeah.
0: whoa, and I'm like happy that they're doing <laughs> these projects. And if they can do stuff that's not so cookie cutter and just leave it completely separate, I mean, Marvel's a big studio. They can do this and have it completely self contained.
1: So, I do like that there's a Marvel House style, but I wonder if somebody would just like make a supercut of like just those really dark scenes in a row and yeah. just be like, what the showing hell is this, this
0: to kids. What yeah. Do you do? yeah. So what you were saying is you don't know how you feel about how they went, you know, dark, then a hippo. I don't know if that was them trying to make the audience like Mark and, uh, am I supposed to be good or bad or what? And really uncomfortable with that. Or if that was just Marvel's subtle way to avert the darkness with family friendly stuff. I I took it
2: part two. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. (laughs) Like maybe let me preface what I'm going to say here with, I honestly think that this may be my favorite episode of any of the Disney plus shows. I do think so. Like you said, getting pulling emotion out of me, you know what they're speaking about. You know, we did talk a lot about Wanda and one of the best parts about Wanda vision, even though, you know, it, it, it might not be ranked out of the, you know, the top of our list here, but the character arc and the character study of Wanda dealing with her grief of visions death. You know, this is another character study here with Mark and, it almost feels like I want to like commend them for doing what they did. But at the same time, if it was like another show or another studio, they could have done it really right. And because I do think that the going back to the family friendly stuff, back and forth, back and forth where they're trying to make sure they're like, okay, we got to make sure the kids are okay with this because that's really what Marvel is. It has to be family friendly until they one day, hopefully push, push, push. And they just say, all right, Here's Daredevil. Here's Blade. You know, we're going to have a couple TVMAs. I mean, I know that they said Deadpool going to be R and stuff. You're going to have to at some point push it a little bit and maybe just have that, you know, whatever disclaimer before the episode starts saying like, listen, this is a, a more adult version of the show. And it's very tough because everything has always been family friendly. But I do think it could have gone even better, you know, diving into the mental illness part of it and, and, you know, not teaching us a lesson, but teaching us something, you know, telling us something. Um, more so if it wasn't back and forth, back and forth, you know, how they did it.
1: Yeah. And some characters you know, for Marvel just like going dark is nonsense, right? Like the, the nice thing about it should be that there are some characters where like right. that level of that level of you know parental discretion is appropriate and someone is not. It's cool right. they can all kind of live in the same ecosystem. And yeah, I'm not again, I'm not even sure whether uh the way they kind of interspersed between the two tones was uh good, bad or indifferent. It definitely just kind of stuck with me. So maybe that, maybe that was the point.
3: Real quickly, just for the whole superhero spectacle in this, you know, finale episode, I feel like it could definitely go the route that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did, where you know they did have that big fight superhero spectacle in the beginning of the episode, and then they kind of wrapped up with Cap explaining to everybody and actually diving down into like the real, the real behind the scenes issues, uh, not right. like you know the main villain plot. I feel like they could do that a lot here with you know, Mark resolving everything with his DID, and actually maybe saying goodbye to, you know, Jake and Steven, you know, I, but yeah, is but, that, is that insane to, to I don't know. Well, forward. that's
2: a problem because Moon Knight's never done that it, unless yeah. I, I mean, has he Zach, <laughs> I yeah, mean, you know, I literally, the whole point of Moonlight is Moon Knight is his DID and conju Like that's yeah. literally his point as a character in Marvel almost, you know? Um, so that's why I don't think that the Shutter Island thing is is a thing anymore. And they're just going to go back to the superhero spectacle finish.
0: But it sounds like we, we've said it so many times. He, the actor, is under no obligation to participate in the extended universe. And I don't think the show or the character is so that they could just end it there or they could just make him. A human in a psych ward who doesn't have superpowers, and that could be for the purposes of the show, because they're under no obligation to leave the door open for him to continue and interact with Captain America or anything like that would be cool if they did it.
2: I can't imagine, though, that they bring Moon Knight in and they don't have plans for him, it would- even though Oscar Isaac has said, and we know they all lie. But he says that I have no plans or there's no plans as of now for me to do anything else. But we do know the hugely rumored Midnight Suns thing and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know if yeah. I dude, I I freaking loved when you said on the pod, Brian, about how, like, what if this is all in his mind, like I was saying Shutter Island, and then he or even like I push Consu away and I'm gonna end up where at the end I am Moon Knight, but I'm a guy like I'm literally Moon Knight from the comics. I don't have the superhuman abilities. I'm gonna I'm gonna push Conchu away, not have the superhuman powers, but decide that I'm still gonna be a vigilante for the people. Maybe not. But then here's the problem again. He's brutal on purpose. So like, I, I you know you're you're talking in circles. It's tough.
0: I kind of think so. At the end of episode five, Steven got frozen in the duot, whatever. And I'm still of the belief that all of the boat scenes and the stuff with Tawarit is in his subconscious. So if he said goodbye to Jake and in his subconscious, he's like, Tawarit's going to hook me back up with Kanchu, I'm going to save the day. He might get to that point and then realize, no, I didn't want this after all. I don't want anything with Kanchu. And while he's still in his subconscious, wrap up his baggage with Kanchu, he can just decide to bring Steven back because Steven's not a real person who has a soul. Right. right. And just like, yeah. So I think he might be like, I don't need Kanchu to rely on him. Like, I can be me with Steven and Jake and do it. So they might leave the door open for him to be like one of those street level crime fighters who isn't powered by an official Moon Knight godly suit and he might just be like whooping up on people with Jake, Steven and Mark Styles. But then where where is it? Where is this, the
2: point where we're we're blurring the reality? Like, was he still shot? Like, because I don't know how he can come back from being shot unless we use Khonshu.
1: Like even even more fundamentally, like just like I I, I like that take a lot. What is, what is like the rising and falling action of an episode six that gets you to that point? Like, you don't have enough story left to do that because you already had the reveal. Yeah. Yeah.
3: just want to take a quick moment to, uh, we say this every episode, but just acknowledge Oscar Isaac's yeah, acting. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Amazing. I mean, yeah. not only is he sh- like showing the, the what looks to be insanely real emotions, you know, him, the first scene that comes to mind is him in the middle of the street walking away from his mother, Shiva, Yep, he's yep. crying and it's usually like heartbroken and it like makes you cry. And then literally snap of a finger. He's like,
0: wait a tick. Yeah. And he's <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, so good. Do you know what I also just put together is the reason that the British accent is so like kind of bizarre and unique is because it's an American boy's interpretation of a overly cheesy indiana jones character. yeah Yeah. so that's why it's such like a bizarre take on a british accent wow
1: yeah that's great you're right Oscar Isaac
0: is absolutely killing it
3: (laughs) it that is that's probably what he
2: had to convince the the marvel executives he's like listen this is why i'm doing it like this because they're like bro that's shitty and
3: very
1: very i've read that kevin foggy gave him the, the script for episode five right so like in his original uh pitch for him to go read for it. So when he brought that accent, he already knew the the twists, I guess. Yeah. Right, right, right. He, he came up with that. That's pretty cool.
2: All right, Zach, I want to hear your thoughts on literally me, Paul and Brian kind of went off a little bit. You know, what are your thoughts on, on that so, whole thing? What that we were talking about just in general, what the possibilities.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to rain on your parade. Cause I honestly think that's it. Like it's one of those annoying things where it's like, you know, pause the episode like how much time is left in the episode or like how many pages left in the book like my my knock against it is, is purely of story structure not of that being an invalid opinion i think it's highly unlikely because i know it's a 6 episode disney plus series right like, so now that's so now why.
2: so that's what i'm saying so that's and i'm saying that i kind of think that the choice is not my favorite because i'm i'm saying that they they you know knocked it out of the park here they did it they did it real big with this episode 5 speaking about you know, we said, I just said a million times, like a a character arc, they're doing the whole character study with Mark and his mental illness and everything like that. And then it seems like we're just going to jump right into everything's not everything's all okay, but like, let's just get into the cookie cutter superhero finale.
1: Right. And I'm, I'm hoping that they, you know, while there's probably going to piece some superhero action you know I, it is a bit like reductive of me to say it that way but they it's kind of on them to thread that needle to not make it feel that way because it's going to be such a departure from the previous two episodes um so i think you're right to feel that way but it just kind of reverts into like you know marvel house style I, I i do think that like my read on my read on what's going to happen is with the basis that uh he was shot and killed so we we are in the real world with Layla still in the tomb with with Harrow uh-huh. uh you know he arrives at the field of reeds in the duat Steven's been you know sent down to oblivion and then the doctor harrow conversation is in the subconscious of the dead you know mark specter right. characters right a little bit face value but still i think um like it maybe if maybe less interesting in terms of like what the series means as a whole still pretty effective for getting to the point of that episode, which was like giving you the backstory on Mark Spector and like, okay, here's this character who has been um, kind of a bit of an antagonist to Steven, who you as the the viewer who has no knowledge of this has been rooting for, Mm -hmm. but then now you feel completely sorry for him. And it's like, what's the whole, what's the whole like MacGuffin of the episode? Like, Oh, hurry up and, and, you know, find the truth so that the scale can balance. Right. I'm sure there was an actual quote as to like what, that means to balance the scale uh as far as like what you're trying to like your heart has to be pure or something clearly like mark killed a bunch of people and yet he yeah. still gets yeah. to go to the field of reeds right so it's it's like a journey of, of self-discovery in this particular version of the afterlife i didn't think it was cool how they mentioned that it was like a version of the afterlife the duot that m- mortal beings couldn't comprehend so they had to substitute you know for the asylum as opposed yeah. to the astral plane, which they could comprehend, which was a nod to Black Panther. Which yeah, is hell good. yeah. The ancestral yeah.
3: plane. That
1: was... the that ancestral, plane, plane. How yeah. really An ancestral plane. Sorry. Astral plane is x Man. I'm getting Yeah, x Man. yeah. Stuff stuff. <laughs> Wait,
3: astral plane is uh, also... Um, why can't, Doctor Strange, right? Oh, Doctor yeah, astral Strange. Astral projecting I'm, and stuff, too.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, Honestly, <laughs> man, yeah, You'd be surprised at how many intersecting planes of untethered consciousness exist. There you yeah, go. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's the line. Nuts. Um, so like it. If we if we take all that as given, like okay, uh, what's the satisfactory, uh, you know, stakes to even be in the final episode? Well, we see all the stuff raining down. That's presumably like Harrow is now um awoken Amit and he's just going around like weighing. To scale. You want to die? You want to die? Just like weighing yeah. the scale in front of people. <laughs> you know, Minority Report style. You, you get know, a death. You get a death. <laughs> Yeah, so there's got to be, like, there's going to be some sort of action set piece of, like, he's, he's trying to do a thing to kill the, you know, to get the widest spread. And then, you know, Moon Knight's got to stop it in in that, uh, you know, reading of it where that's going to be the final conflict. I think, though, like, going back to, like, all right, he's in the, the field of reads right now because, like, upon, you know, it, it was very strange to me that, like, you would think that the balancing thing would be, okay, him forgiving himself, you know, it wasn't his fault, or it was an accident that his brother died. Yeah, that didn't do it. Like, they still got attacked by the uh, the creatures, or you know, maybe it would be you know, um, like repenting for you know the people he killed. That didn't happen. The thing that made it so he could pass in the field of reeds was like the damnation to eternal hellfire of Stephen. Yeah, which you know, is it as simple as? there were two hearts and it couldn't quite understand how to balance these two. And now there's one you're good maybe, or are we supposed to take that as like, it's positing that because Steven was like, when he disassociated and created this personality, Stephen was like a, a falsehood or like a virus that had to be purged, which I hope not because that's a pretty dark statement. I took it otherwise been a nice handling of something as, as complicated as D I T.
2: Yeah, I took it like almost what you were saying in a way where it's you have to accept, you know, you forgive yourself for what you've done, you know, by you know you it was an accident. Your brother died, you know, your mom took it out on you when you you're a child, and you basically took it until this at this point in your life that you it's your fault, right? right. And Stephen was his coping mechanism, so Steve he can't accept everything while Stephen still exists.
3: That's
1: okay.
2: But it's right, a shame he, because our boy is a good guy,
1: yeah. Right.
2: No matter what, if Steven exists, that means he's not accepting everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Just right. to go back to what I said a little bit earlier this episode, I, the only thing that bothers me about that is this whole other third personality. Like, how is he... How is he holding at Zen? And when, Steve's
2: coming back, man. That's the, pr- you know. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: I mean. it's yeah, was, was trying to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the whole thing was a little weird to me, and I didn't understand, like, how he's officially at the field of reeds when there's still unanswered parts of his, like, being, almost seems like. But, you know, whatever. I, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. Is he going to, like, think- fall from the field of reeds? Do you think, like. Layla's
1: going to teleport it back up. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's
3: coming back,
2: dude. But uh, you have to think that at this point, you just have to accept that you came into this knowing that we're getting Moon Knight and you take him for what he was in the comics. And you're just going to have to accept that Marvel's going to pick the way they want him to be. And that's how he's going to be. So you know, you would if you know the comics, you would question this character arc right now and have episode six. end. and if he gets more time, you're going to say, well, how can he be this like brutal guy who's going to be beating the shit out of people and bloodying them in fists of justice and vengeance? If he's, you know, like you would think that this is supposed to end with him be accepting who he is and becoming, you know, more a blend of like, mark and steven and i but if mark and steven and jake still exist you would think that he is going to do that but marvel's version is probably going to be like here's mark he's going to be doing his thing he's like the badass and now we're going to have steven who's like the comedic relief and then we're going to have jake who's like sometimes he like lets him off the rails and it's going to be like moonlight moonlight light <laughs> moonlight <laughs> I see, you, I see you thinking
1: there, Big Z. What, what, what do you got? Like, all right. Uh, to expand upon that, got to hit like a plot contrivance first. Like, how, how's you come back, right? Like, uh, I think Telred had said that like, oh, Osiris is already going to bend the rules. And I think Steven said like, tell Layla to be the one to, to free you, right? Right. So we have to presume like, okay, even if uh, the beginning of the episode is going to be like, Layla I'm trying to even storyboard is in my head like okay Layla's trying to escape from the tomb and she's gotta find a way to get the Khonshu statue to wake him back up and then does Khonshu have the ability to bring Mark back from the dead like I wouldn't think so you know I think he went through the gate of Osiris to get to the field of reeds right like we've already seen that like, Khonshu has like no control over the other gods he can just that's kind of
2: why you're like oh, is
1: this freaking is this real dude you know uh, but not, uh, yeah and, like, not to shut the door entirely, but even in a world where, okay, he comes back, you know, Kanchi's back, he's Moon Knight, they stop Harrow. If we think there's going to be a reveal for Jake, which clearly there has to be, we're really, you know, confident that they've been doing that, but nothing about that lends itself in any way to the resolution of the A plot, then, yeah. like, the reveal of Jake will probably come through more of those Harrow scenes where he's the doctor. And they yeah. could do that in a cool way at the end to then call into question what you just watched and leave it ambiguous again, yeah, which yeah. might and be that's pretty what cool. They always do. They always do yeah. that.
2: Apparently like, again, I don't read them. It's just from what I've read about moon Knight, They usually leave it ambiguous so that the next writer can do what he wants. Or he or she wants.
1: Sometimes it's a conscious decision. Sometimes it's like the retcon what the previous person did. <laughs> and sometimes oh, we got canceled. No, all right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to, uh, this is my one big theory that I figured I'd just get out the way. Um, so, we were talking about last episode. The big issue with episode, the end of episode, um, was it, three, where they turned back the sky, is, you know, how is nobody else seeing this? How is any of the big heads, you know, Doctor Strange, any of the Eternals, how are they not reacting to this turning back of the sky? Um, so, my one take was, what are the chances that this storyline – you know, it's actually real. It's actually happening. It's just not in you know the timeline that the rest of the MCU is in. And like at the end, because you, you, because in that sense, you know, in this world, there is no, there is no Doctor Strange. There is no whatever. And that way, there's always Doctor Strange, dude. Yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I know. This one, <laughs> this, have done.
2: But yeah, this is the one, dude. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, I know, I know, what you're saying, yeah,
3: because like that's the that's the one thing that I like was trying to figure out how they're gonna explain in six. It's either gonna be a big plot hole or they're gonna explain it in a great way. It's gonna be like a last twist, like about why nobody reacted. But I have I have a bad feeling it is just gonna be like you know whatever, sweep it under the rug. But that was my would... big theory is at the end, you know, end credit scene, uh, Doctor Strange portal opens. It's him and why. We need you for out. multiverse of madness
2: right yeah, now. Not. we write that <laughs> man. It
0: would be. King By the way, he It would be, King 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 his, uh, be Kang as his. That would be Kang as the Pharaoh. King. That like, yeah, be could, be, yeah could be. Yeah, be he King. could open him up to the multiverse.
1: So oh, shit. that should have been Tut. I didn't even think about that well, they blew yeah. a chance there. Wait, well, we, well you must not
2: listen to our last episode. I then, made it
1: halfway through.
2: I brought it. Paul gave the nice, the nice theory that it's eric what's his name again eric voss right yeah new rock stars yeah new rock stars eric voss came out with saying you know this whole rama tut theory and and we were saying how it would have been cool if you know it wasn't alexander the great and it was something like you know something else but you can't really reveal that because it's not like steven would have been like oh my god that's kang you know you can't you just can't (laughs) reveal that way okay so paul i know what you're saying and that's why i went with the shutter island thing because i i agree a lot of people had issues with the, the turning of the 2000 years of the sky, you know, we said it could be it could be Marvel explained by just being like, yeah. hey, it was a projection. Like, it didn't I mean, really change. The it just, eclipse he just projected too. it. Yeah, he did the eclipse. My uh, OK, so we'll go a couple of things here. The first thing I want to say is going back to my thing about I wasn't a big fan, if it's real, that he was killed and then we're in like another, at, you know, in the other plane and they're just going to bring him back to life because we already did that technically with Khonshu like the fact we said this this is very ballsy to bring back you know bring gods into the MCU in a way of like hey we have Egyptian gods here's Khonshu now here we have Towerette and we have a whole situation where somebody can die they can have a vision and they can somehow speak to somebody up above and get them to intervene and bring them back to life like it's a lot of power and a lot of things that can be used in the wrong way in the future. If this is real.
3: One of the things she did say was this is like one of the afterlifes because they're saying, Oh, like this is the afterlife. for dead. She, she says, right. It's yeah. One of them. And it's like, all right, well, you know, where, where do you distinguish who goes to what afterlife at? And you know how many there are. And that's what like really confused me. So if it's, if she met like one of the afterlifes, as in this is the afterlife for like, a timeline that would make a lot more sense to me than you know there are multiple ways it doesn't make sense no i'm (laughs) just saying
2: i don't i I just don't see it as that's how she was trying to explain i just think that she was trying to say that there's you know it could be a million things like based on your beliefs
3: you have a different
2: there's a different like exactly
3: exactly what you're saying like with the celestials you know what happens when they die like they go to do they go to Tarawet too, or is that? Yeah, like I mean, we arc were
2: we were talking about the fact that it's always and and we said it in the last episode. It's always been talked about in a way where, like, all right, you know, Thor exists, Odin exists, the Eternals exist, but they're kind of explained in a way like they're superhuman astral beings. They're not necessarily like, hey, this is God, you know. He might be a god. Luki might always say like, I'm a god, but you know, I, there hasn't really ever been a situation where it's like you're dead, like. Why didn't Tony Stark see somebody in the underworld and and have you know someone bring him back? Like I don't, you know, yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, exactly. I'm just, exactly.
2: I'm just saying. I don't. I just think that that's why I took it like maybe it's not real. But I again at this point I'm way into the the scenario where yeah it's it's real. He died. They're gonna have the scenario up above where Layla's got to bring him back. Some I just think they're gonna have Conchú bring him back. Maybe it's another near death experience and this is a vision in his near death experience to the point where he's clinging to life and he's having this all in his head, maybe. All right. And then that makes it not real, but it's still on his head. And then, but then how would tower at tell Layla to bring him back. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's tough. But, but before we do exactly what we did last episode and talk in circles, my one last question is if this is all real, Do we think that Arthur is having help from another guy like we talked about in the other episodes because of those questions about, like, why was he invited to just talk to Khonshu and talk shit on him after he was brought to be a stone? And why is he having one on ones with Osiris? It wasn't Osiris, was it? Who was it? One of the main guys. Yeah. Okay, he's having one on ones with Osiris when really it was supposed to just be like the one on one time thing where they're like, all
0: right, let's bring the accused in. Like, why does he have this insider information? Well, I mean, Osiris's gates are at the gates to the upper world, so we're gonna find out whether or not he's playing on Arthur's team. I think there is some some tomfoolery going on between those two, if I'm being honest. But I'm kind of in the camp that it's not real anyway, so whatever. Okay.
1: Like do they just kind of know Arthur on like a first name basis because he was a previous avatar of Kanchu? I mean, are we gonna get the backstory of why how he ever stopped being the avatar of Kanchu and how Kanchi was just kind of like stranded out here and needed to kind of Take advantage of somebody who was dying and who was you know yeah. mentally uh mentally ill to get to get somebody to do his bidding you know maybe that might be part of the finale and that could also reveal what harrow's up to
2: and and zach i know you listened to the first four so four or three and a half three and a half dude so you heard us talking shit about hands. how
1: <laughs> sure. yeah you're right <laughs>
2: yeah talking shit about how um you know, how, why didn't the gods just know that Arthur is being a POS trying to bring Amit back like their sworn enemy? Pretty much, I don't see an be- any, if you're an all knowing being. How do you not know? How is it so easy to, to do that unless you're on Arthur's side or at least the main guy is enough to get the other yeah. ones to think something they're,
1: else? They're not all knowing beings, they're like you know, mythological gods like Thor's a god, like they're just you know, powerful. The, the whole beings, thing. Though.
3: The whole thing with the with that meeting was, like, Arthur knew he was going to be summoned, so, like, how do they know where to send the portal to summon him? You know, they did say that the portal appears where, you know, around you, where you least expect it or whatever. All right.
2: Uh, yeah. Big C, just, you're you're well, answering well. a question here for me, then, because I was taking it like they're bringing Egyptian gods in to be, like, your god. The pantheon. Like your God, like if you're Egyptian, technically that's your God, you know, like back then or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know what the deal is, but, but I'm just saying like Thor is the God of thunder and Odin, like Odin, I don't know. Can Odin bring someone back to life? Sure. <laughs> okay, see, I, I, yeah. I, I just don't know how that, that's I'm not
1: trying to be glib, but like, you, yeah. you know, you're trying, like. Doctor Strange could do it and it might be done in a way where it's a bad story, but like, yeah, you do it. Like anybody yeah. can do it. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. I just thought, I just thought that, you know, you're, you're, you're walking the, I feel like there should be a difference between comic storylines and, and movie storylines for Marvel, where you can bring these people, these gods into the story and just be able to have that type of power available.
1: I mean, they're on like, you know, if you, if you count the episodes, you know, you know, three of them as a movie. I mean, they're on like their 47th movie or something like You know, they're, they're going to just start taking swings at things.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty much my last like thoughts on this episode, I guess, or thoughts of the upcoming finale is um, so Arthur's had this cane this whole time that he said is like the sliver of power as of right. Amit. So I can see this either going like two ways here, either like, even though Amit is you know imprisoned entombed, he she still was able to put a power into an object and then arthur used that object maybe mm-hmm. Kanshu is gone he's imprisoned but you know whatever he gave the power to the suit or whatever to an object and country might be gone and mark or whatever can still use the suit like arthur uses the king
0: and and you're no, saying I, that, I follow. Hmm. Yes. The and you're saying like Layla would have to might get still it? have power yeah. without the God being. Yeah. Looking yes. over your shoulder, exactly. which would allow yeah. Mark to continue being a superhero without. Concha. So
3: either. You're the, cool. Either. Yeah, that's the like way that. the cane works. Cause like this whole time I'm thinking, yeah. how is the cane working? If Amit is in prison, like how is any of the power leaking out? So it's either that is an explanation or Jimmy, what you've been saying this whole time. Uh, Arthur's working with this other god. It's actually this other god's power in the cane. Um, it's a red herring, and we just said fuck you? because we hate you. Like maybe, maybe that was like the the end goal.
2: Zach, why can't most people see the jackals, dude? <laughs>
1: That's a very good question. I I forgot we don't really have the answer for. I mean, people we don't have the answer to think about Stephen's goldfish. Like what? Uh, well, no, we, I have no, the answer to that. An answer, yeah, yeah, I do have the answer to that. That's the trolling. Oh, hold, hold on, let me try to let me try to put this oh, together. All right, okay. all right. So, two months ago is when Mark's mother died. When he, you know, because when he's on the boat with Layla in episode three, he's like until recently I had it under control, right? So, like he would, you know, when he would, you know, have his disassociative episodes, become Stephen, it was much more under control. Now he gets in spots where he can't get out of it, and then you know, so okay, so really that's Mark's apartment that Steven's in like Mark's been there. That's Mark's apartment. Yeah. He has it's, to have been there. Yeah. And like Steven has all of this like knowledge of, you know, Egyptian lore and stuff because of all the, you know, stuff he must've like immersed himself in as a child to like heal his brain over the fact that his mother was beating him, but he works in the gift shop and he probably walked in like two weeks ago and got a job. And he's only been the dominant personality for that long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So does that mean that the goldfish just like, just like died while Mark was around? And then oh, him?
2: <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that's what you were saying. I didn't realize that w- that's what you were saying. So I, yeah. So if you go into this episode and you go into the flashback, the brother was drawing a goldfish, and the brother was right. drawing a goldfish with one fin, and then you see it in his room in a frame later. So was oh, Steven just that. making up the goldfish? But we do see him go to the store.
0: Now,
1: the Mark goes and buys real. the actual goldfish, though. Like, the first one he must have if Steven only came to become the the prominent... Like, his mother died two two months ago, and that's when he retreated into Steven. Then, like, that's Mark's apartment. And then the goldfish changing the first episode is that Mark got a new fish, but Steven doesn't remember it because it happened before he became the dominant personality.
2: Or he... Ag- so, or Steven... All, when Steven's there, he sees the one finned fish because that's the one the brother
0: did, you know, Bro, drew. True. But then mm-hmm. Mark actually bought one instead of there being at, two. Are you putting out that it's a little bit ridiculous that maybe the goldfish <laughs> just died on Mark's watch and he was just like, "Oh <laughs> shit, now I got to get Steven back <laughs> another goldfish." Yeah, we should do a deep dive on this goldfish.
1: That was presented as like a big plot.
3: Thing. Yo, like, oh, there yeah, there could be totally like a died. sitcom
2: a Steven and Mark sitcom thing where Mark accidentally kills the one fin fish and he has to try to find another fish that has one
1: fin for Steven I mean, before
2: Steven oh, yeah. wakes back
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> who, who asked out who asked the woman at the, at the museum? Like, was that Mark? Why would he do that for Steven? If he didn't want Steven to be the dominant personality. Yeah. that And being a, being a horn dog. Yeah. could oh. be. <laughs> um,
2: all right, Zach, we talked about a lot here. Anything else about theories, anything we talked about in general that you just need to get off your chest or that you want to say? What do you do?
1: I, <laughs> I think it's pretty incredible how different this show is uh, in terms of like tone and plot specifics from the, all the other Disney Plus stuff. And yet, how we're so immersed in kind of just like the Marvel way of thinking that, like, it's the exact same thing. Like There there is some penultimate episode examination of of a deep character study. There was a lot of stuff that were mysteries that were laid that were intentional, that we got right, we felt good about. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's just like, not really besides the point, we look too much into it, and it's going to end on a a fight that is going to be cool, but maybe not what we had anticipated it could be. I think it's going to be the entire Disney plus Marvel, you know, series to this point, in a microcosm,
2: yeah,
1: you nailed it. But I'm, I mean, you know, are I you guess, not entertained. <laughs> yeah, right. I I mean, entertained? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm entertained. I'm entertained. I am entertained. I do think that, like, you know, I'm probably, uh I'm probably enjoying the, you know, with, with my first watch of that episode, just being entirely taking it at face value that he was dead. You know, maybe if I go back and watch it a second time and try to see it another way i'm gonna have some some more takeaways but um you know with that read of it i still found it like extremely affecting and if i had to like think about the way the series is kind of structured it's kind of weird how it's like like two episode act one you know in london two episode you know act two in in cairo and then whatever the hell five and six are gonna be in yeah in either you know duat and back in cairo or like in the mindscape like you know, if the Netflix series like suffered from being bloated to 13, I'd I, I like, come on, you're dizzy. Like, you know, couldn't couldn't this have been eight? Like, yeah. you've gotten like a, a couple more in there. I feel like this is like this. I feel like this needs another episode or two, but I, I really am enjoying yeah, it.
2: There's a lot to, to finish with here. And let me just kick myself in the ass here. OK, because I do want to say in defense of Marvel, how I was saying that I was a little pissed off about how it's like they had a chance to go, you know, if it wasn't Marvel, they, they could have gone all in and gave us like a huge, like, you know, character study on this mental illness, the DID thing, Mark Spector, you know, we should be commending them for actually taking a step, you know, like doing yeah. what they've done so far, because they could have just gave us, you know, Moon Knight just being like, oh, you know, I'm a guy and I have three personalities and sometimes I'm, I am mean, you know, like, now, you know, they, they gave us a step and we talked about this with the blood. We talked about this with the, with the fight scenes, you know, it could get more and more and more like Deadpool radars coming, you know, maybe daredevil gets darker, this and that they're, they're taking steps. So maybe these are the first steps.
1: I, I think too, like to your point, uh, it's kind of absurd to say like in an episode with a talking hippo, but like it was a, it's a very, they should be committed for. That's a very, very mature depiction of, <laughs> yeah. DID like they clearly had people who were psychiatrists or even people who suffer from it like consulting like this it did not take it lightly amidst all this crazy you know pardon the word there like all this being fantastical stuff that could have just made that just some other element you know for shock value but like it made it actually the point of the series so even if even if the plot ends up being a little like by the numbers in the end it's an extremely like mature and effective examination of a man suffering from a trauma he suffered as a boy Yeah, it's, agreed you know, worked by disney yep
0: i feel like i might be good cutting it there that was a really good wrap-up sentence unless anybody else has any glaring points i'm just hyped
3: for episode six because, i'm ready to go for episode yeah. six man i'm gonna point my finger and say ha ah, i was right this just doesn't is doesn't place
1: this, this- is this the first Disney Plus series that did not have a post-credit scene in the penultimate episode? I feel like they I all have. So,
3: I was waiting. I Speaking said I'm not
1: going to that
2: guy. All right, one last thing. Speaking of <laughs> penultimates yeah. and and end credit scenes, here's a, let me ask you guys a question. Every other every other Disney Plus show has kind of used post-credits or the ending of the of the season to bring it out into more of the larger MCU if it wasn't already into it large enough um do you think we're gonna get any cameos do you think it's gonna stay in its own bubble w- what are you guys thinking here
3: uh i already said mine you
2: have dr strange coming to bring him back in <laughs> dr Doctor, Doctor uh, strange
3: timeline. and wanda saying we need your help um, <laughs> come to this m- multiverse of madness
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't see how th- i i can't even see a path for them to like open the door for this to open up into the mcu so i don't know how they're gonna do it i would love to see a post-credit scene because they're always so great but i don't see them like having nick fury come in and talk to someone in egypt and be like hey have you heard about this uh mark specter character yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah my
0: my thing would be i think the only thing that would
2: make sense since it's been brought up by oscar isaac himself and has been talked about by a million people is what if you know you bring in blade or you bring in daredevil or somebody to to recruit him for the midnight sons
3: is is there a character who is a therapist or psychiatrist because i could see him going to therapy afterwards and being Doc samson this. yeah that guy what's big z said
1: what big z said <laughs> i i'm going back and forth like it's kind of unfair right it's like hey we want the we want these to to be you know, shows that stand on their own. And I don't want to see all the strings of all like the, you know, corporate tie-ins and, you know, action figures you're going to pull off it. But also I want to see these cool characters. I kind of want both and it's not fair to expect both, but like, like you told me, like ghost riders, like rolling up at the end. It just seems like, like in the face of everything else in the series, it would be so like
2: out of left field too out. of left field. Yeah.
1: I feel like, I feel like whatever post-credit thing will be, if not the initial reveal of which that uh, it'll be some sort of further extension of Jake or like further. Yeah. Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah. That like, I would guess it would be in the, the, in the, uh in the not real psychiatric hospital where Harrow's the doctor. Like I'll see. Okay. Like, yeah. That can, sounds perfect you know, to you me. Know, what was that? You know,
2: yeah you have, you have Jake, not show up until the after credit scene hell yeah because i don't think he makes sense to show up in the in the sixth episode unless it's an he after credit no
1: scene. narrative impact that would make any sense whatsoever but it also would make no sense for him to not be in there given all the different hints they've dropped so it's got to be foreshadowing
2: and we're gonna get moon knight will return and oscar yeah, isaac's a liar <laughs>
1: Or maybe, or maybe they'll do something like you know, like Mark Spector will return. And then it like switches over to like you know, Jake. <laughs> we'll yeah. re- Jake will return.
2: <laughs> yep. All right, Big Z. Thank you so much for coming on, Brian. Hit us.
0: We've been covering Moon Knight's first season in its entirety with weekly discussions after the episodes drop, and we got one more episode left. Episode six, the finale. Like we've been saying, we are all really looking forward to it. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Our Patreon is also up and running. So if you want to support the pod, that's a great Way to do so, and that can also be found on our website at bingetowntv.com. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening, Zach, the comic book guy. Thanks for stopping by, man. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He does listen to the end. He listens.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Geekscape Network.